Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by William Bell, Executive Vice President of Products at Phoenix Snap Global IT Services. Welcome, William, to the program. Hi, Allison. Thank you guys for inviting me. So why don't we just get started with a background on Phoenix Nap and how you guys engage in the IT arena. Phoenix Nap is about 10 years old. We opened our first facility nine years ago, and we really started as a co-location company in the Southwest. We kind of opened the doors and realized we built an amazing product, but that really wasn't where our heart was specifically in the building arena. And so we set about a path to build a broad spectrum infrastructures and service platform. And we felt like we could help customers deliver on the true meaning of IaaS worldwide. The ability to consume a specific type of infrastructure to meet a specific type of workload with no compromises or as few as possible. Instead of journeying into platform as a service and all these other places we could have gone, We really kind of focused in on infrastructure choices, freedom to leverage the right infrastructure for the right workloads. Um, Enterprises have obviously matured their use of cloud. They're moving into multi-cloud solutions. They're moving different types of workloads into the cloud. What does that mean in terms of your delivery of an IS foundation and what kind of capabilities you need to think about ensuring that you're offering to give that peace of mind to your customers that Phoenix Snap Solutions are a great part of their business strategy? What we felt was important to understand was that the idea of being a hyperscaler and building everything at super scale is that it can only do so much. You have to build it for scale, not for best of breed. And so there's this kind of, you know, yin-yang around purpose-built and hyperscale, right? And so what we've had to do over the years is kind of modify our delivery of our services to be more consumption-based, to be more on-demand, more API-driven. And that's really where we've kind of set our path right now is to say, okay, let's not just build hot dogs, but let's build some hot dogs with some ketchup and mustard, not a hot dog building machine, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, We're still providing a hands-on service, but with the freedom for the customer to be able to consume and orchestrate and deliver those IaaS services internally as quickly as possible and as cost-effectively as possible. What are the types of workloads that they're talking to you about today? And what does that mean in terms of different configurations that you're offering to the market? What we've done is we've tried to straddle the line around building and delivering kind of a structured consumption model, you know, somewhat of a t-shirt size and working on kind of refining that to move towards more instant delivery, not losing focus of the actual solution concept, helping a customer understand what might work best for their system. You know, we're still trying to help customers understand their applications and understand what types of infrastructure will make those applications hum and different ways to tackle different problems. I've got a customer of mine that they build a ephemeral browser in the cloud offering. There's a couple components of their application that need a little bit of extra acceleration to really make them work well. And you guys have a great technology and this feature called QuickSync in some of your chips. And they discovered that for their application, that 
this quick scene capability was just like revolutionary. Even today, with all the advancements that some of the hyperscalers have made, they estimate that it would cost them as much as 5x to handle the number of users that they handle today on our platform. Just because of that one specific feature set on a, what I would consider to be a somewhat niche chip that, that Intel offers, we can offer it at scale, hundreds if not thousands of machines worldwide to deliver their business. Would their application work in a public cloud? Sure. Would it cost a lot more? Definitely, right? That's just kind of a tangible example of what that looks like. We've been working together for years to ensure that PhoenixNAP is taking advantage of the underlying technology that Intel's delivering. Most recently, we introduced our second-generation Xeon scalable processors. With that, we delivered Optane DC persistent memory. What does this bring to the table for you, and where do you see your customers benefiting the most from the new capabilities we've baked into the silicon? We've kind of looked at a ton of different ways that both the second-generation Intel Xeon Scalable platform and persistent memory are going to revolutionize a class of applications, applications on the persistent memory side that need massive storage acceleration, performance that we've never seen before, or memory footprints like SAP HANA workloads and things like that, memory footprints that are gigantic and really transform an application's capabilities or are required by an application. That is where we see persistent memory working out well for our customers and their applications. And then on the chipset side, things like machine learning are being accelerated by the new VNNI extensions, extra registered AVX 512, so many cool things that we're going to deliver to our customers as a service and help them enable their applications to take advantage of them. Basically, be their trusted advisor for infrastructure choice. I think that's really what it boils down to for us. And, you know, I think it's interesting what you said with data center computing. And what I'm seeing is much more focused down at the workload level. And how do we deliver unique optimizations up and down the stack in terms of these high growth workloads like artificial intelligence or like data analytics? Where do you see your customers going with these types of applications? And when you're having conversations, what are the things that are on the top of their mind in terms of these new classes of applications for the cloud? Well, I think what they're finding is that they're having to consider the capabilities of the underlying infrastructure. That doesn't always just mean CPU. It can mean networking. It can mean storage. It can mean all kinds of things. They're really having to consider because it can have a massive impact on the performance and availability of that application. All of their critical applications need something a little bit different to make them either be cheaper or faster or more available. And that is something that we're trying to capitalize on. We're, I think Intel's realized this because what we see as a service provider partner is more flexibility from the delivery of Intel products. We're seeing different capabilities. The SKU base has kind of gotten really large because Intel's trying to give the application exactly what it needs to be successful and the company by proxy, right? Exactly what they need to be successful and to help them truly lower their cost of owning or consuming that infrastructure. You actually shared some information about a customer called Panzura publicly in terms of what you built out for them. Can you tell us a little bit about this customer and what you were able to achieve? Yeah, for sure. So they decided that they wanted to put their engineering effort into capitalizing on 
elastic search and its difficulty, the difficulty to deploy it, instrument it, and manage it, and really get that last bit of performance out of it, it adds a lot of complexity to, to customers. And what they found was that the as-a-service products that did exist were just kind of focused on leveraging general purpose compute, general purpose storage, scaling it out infinitely, and hoping it was fast enough, hoping it was cheap enough for the consumer. And so we started having a conversation with them about the opportunity around Elasticsearch. And what we realized was that there was an opportunity to change the way that they delivered uh, this application to their customer base. There's new technologies that are coming into play that can truly revolutionize the way that their application performed, or if they so chose, how cost-effective it is for them to operate. And what we looked at was, okay, let's take a few systems in our environment and build them to leverage the Intel DC persistent memory components, and let's see how fast they are, right? That was just kind of the first test. Like, here's a bit of infrastructure. Build the application in here and then run the same performance benchmarks you do internally. And what they found was just on the acceleration side of the equation that their throughput had increased significantly as much as three times. Their indexing times had decreased massively because they're able to keep more of their data sets in RAM and things like that. The metadata is all in RAM. And we started looking at the whole equation and we kind of got back to the cost side of the equation and we showed them what that would look like in our environment. And it isn't so much to say that we can buy and build it cheaper than other people, but everybody has their different reasons for productizing something. And for the hyperscalers, when they find a piece of niche infrastructure, in order to try to hyperscale it, so to speak, and carry a lot of it around all the time, waiting for someone to consume it, they got to charge a lot of money for that on a consumption basis. And it's also part of the model, right? Part of the model of a hyperscaler is offer the commodity stuff at the lowest rates possible, squeeze every last dime, and then all of the things that start to be not commoditized and are a little bit more niche, they really put a premium on those components. Whereas we kind of try to keep everything to the center. Maybe it's not the cheapest, but it's predictable, it's easy, and it's cost effective. And that's kind of where we were. So I think once it all shakes out, we'll probably be able to reduce their costs at least by 20 30% while giving them a up to probably three times performance increase. You've sketched out a great perspective on Phoenix Snap's business and what differentiates you in market. I'm sure that folks who are listening online are interested in learning more about the services that you offer. Where would you send them for more information? Yeah, our website's a great resource. It's got a lot of information about what we do, www.phoenixsnap.com. And I would encourage them to reach out. I mean, I think that the idea of organizations like ours is that the devil is in the details and the conversation can be extremely valuable for you, even if you don't choose to go with us. Thank you so much for being on the program today. It's a real pleasure. And thanks for your great collaboration. I can't wait to hear more stories on customers like Panzura who are benefiting from the optimized solutions you're delivering in the marketplace. Thank you, Allison. It was great to be here. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.